This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Welcome to another episode of Making Shift Happen. I'm happy you're here today because I know... It's summertime. For most of you listening who are in the Northern Hemisphere, it is warm AF. We are definitely in the thick of summer right now, and that means one thing. Well, of course, fun in the sun, but it also means vacation time for a lot of us. And, you know, school's out, kids are at home. If you do have kids, maybe you have a chance to actually take some time off of of work. All of this stuff, you know, summer tends to not be a, a big demand time for a lot of um, you know, scheduling and deadlines for work, and all of this stuff. So that elicits more time off and time to vacation. The only problem with vacation is, well, first of all, here in the States, we just don't get enough. Uh, but secondly is, you know, it can sometimes be a barrier or hurdle for your goals. And I want to take this episode today and talk about how vacation can actually align with your goals, all right? And and hopefully this will help you when you do take a vacation, whether it's during the summer or sometime this year, you can reflect upon this episode and really use some of these tips that I'm going to share today. I think I've got, I've got five tips today that will help you m- make vacation not a guilt-ridden feeling that you're going to have once you get home. All right. Because no, F that we don't have time to feel guilty for things that we've done. We just have to move on. All right. So I do want to start this episode off by saying that, you know, as a coach, often I hear folks, they'll reach out to me for consultations and things like that. And I hear them say this time and time again, and it's something along the lines of, you know, it's not these exact words, but it's, it's similar. But it's something along the lines of that, you know, quote unquote, let me wait until after summer vacation. Let me wait until after the holidays. Let me wait until after this wedding that I'm going to. Let me wait, 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 et cetera. They're they're waiting, you're waiting until this perfect time, quote unquote, perfect time, air quotes. And I'm here to tell you, friend, that there is no perfect time to start. Sure, there are times that are going to be better than others. I'm... I'm definitely not going to deny that as a coach and also as a human who experiences life, you know, very similarly to how you might experience life, even if it's not exact, still life gets lifey and you're always going to be stressed. You're always going to have something come up. You're always going to have a parent or a friend or yourself get ill or your dog get ill. And I'm saying that because Milo, Milo's had the poops for the last few weeks and sorry about that. I, I, puffed on my pee just just then and with the sound. So I apologize for that. But, you know, Milo's had an upset stomach for the past few weeks just because of medic- we think because of the medication we gave him to help with fireworks and things like that. And it just has not been ideal for me getting to the physical gym and doing a workout, you know. So instead, I've been trying to do some workouts more at home in the garage gym. But that's been difficult because it's been hot, hot as hell outside, literally. And uh, but fortunately, it's made me a little bit more acclimated to heat as there's a positive attribute for it. But please know, even as a coach, I've experienced difficulties in terms of getting to the gym or having motivation. You know, I'm, I'm human. I may be a coach. I may know exactly what I should be doing and, you know, how I can change my schedule and all this stuff. Like I know all the tips and tricks, but I, I will still have difficulty. 
However, I do want to give you some tips to empower you for the next time you do take time off and take a proper vacation because I want you to know that there's no perfect time to start. All right. There's no perfect time to stick to your goals or, you know, a race deadline that maybe you're training for or something like that. Okay. There's just not really going to be that perfect time. Just start now. All right. So if you've been waffling back and forth on starting something and, and just keep giving yourself these excuses, Hey, I get it. I totally get it. But think of it this way. If you can learn how to implement a a strategy and a set of habits and skills while you're so stressed to your eyeballs, imagine how well you can implement those habits and those skills when you're not as stressed. What? It's amazing. It's so amazing to think about that. And that's what you want to do. Honestly, figuring out how to do things when you're highly stressed and overwhelmed especially when you're trying to figure things like habits and skills that will help alleviate some of your stress in your life, trying to learn that while you're stressed is actually going to be a fantastic time to do it because you're going to see how resilient you are and how capable you can be with simplification of things because I think all too often we make things super complex and we don't have to make things as complex as we think we do. We have to just make them simple and attainable, which is one tip I'm going to talk about today. All right, so I want to go ahead and preface preface it with saying that there is no perfect time. Vacation is vacation. Vacation should be embraced and enjoyed and savored. And that's that. All right, so keep that in mind in the back of your head while I talk about these five tips, okay? All right, friends, let's go. Tip number one, be mindful. I know there's that hippy-dippy word that Jen likes to throw around sometimes. Hey, I get it. I love throwing around the word mindful because all it means is the act of being present and it's your time to check in, to slow down, to notice and name some feelings and emotions that are going on. If you want to learn more about those things and the steps of being mindful, especially when it comes to mindful eating in particular, I'm going to link a, a link in the show notes to my blog that I wrote a few years ago and it still applies to today. In fact, I even, when I started this podcast, I made a podcast episode on that blog as well. So I'm linking the blog in case you do like to read instead of listen. And I did also, I will also link the, uh, the podcast episode in the show notes as well. So give those a listen though that those two things will give you the step-by-step on how to approach mindful eating. But basically my tip regarding being mindful and present is to savor whatever meal is in front of you. The meal is not going to go away. The weight, the waiter, the server is not going to take your meal before you're done. All right. So please, we've got to learn to, to abandon those feelings of like scarcity and and things like that and replace it with a little bit of abundance because you're on vacation. You are literally spending time to recalibrate and recoup and reset yourself. And that's exciting. And that's a perfect time to be mindful and be present with your meal and be present for honestly every moment that you have as much as you can really savor those seconds and savor those moments. Okay. But when it comes to mindful eating and especially being mindful and present when you are out with friends and family or whatever you're doing, if you're with your significant other, whoever you're with, maybe you're by yourself on your vacation, who knows, but just be present. All right. Take a moment, look at your meal, smell it, savor the bites, chew it slowly, slow down your roll, slow down your chew. All right. 
You don't have to, you know, this isn't a hot dog eating contest. Slow it down and make sure you're savoring your meals as much as possible, okay? Uh, in fact, for this episode, you're going to see the, the image that I'm using or that my VA used. Thanks, Jordan. Shout out to you for all your help. Um, but Jordan and I were using this image of me from a birthday recently. You know, I just got back from Santa Fe recently and I had a birthday. Uh, my wife had a birthday. It's her 40th. It was my 44th. Uh, we won't talk about that. But I had um, a little like decadent, like what the hell was it? It was like a chocolate it was freaking delicious. Oh my God. It was a chocolate dessert though. And, um, it was exquisite and there was a little candle in it. You'll see me enjoying it. Like, please no, I enjoyed desserts. I enjoyed chocolate every night before I go to bed. I know it's so basic, but I love dark chocolate and it's all about just being mindful and being present. And you know what? My wife and I, we split that dessert and we didn't even finish it. Um, and it's not because we were actively trying to not finish the dessert. We just, we were satisfied. You know, we got our fill of what we needed with the flavors that were on that dish and we were done just because we paid for the dish doesn't mean that you have to finish it. All right. Your obligation is really just to fuel yourself enough to where you're satisfied. You know, that's, that's the whole intention of a restaurant is to fuel or feed you rather. And, you know, have you leaving satisfied that to them is their full service, you know, full circle customer service. Okay. So think of it that way, but check in with yourself. You know, if you are noticing that you're a little stressed or something like that before you do go and eat, great. Name that stressor. Name the stressor. Give it less power. All right. I think I even did an episode on noticing and naming. I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. I haven't done that yet in the template that I've created so far, but uh, I'll try to remember that. And, um, and learning how to notice and name your emotions, especially as they tie in with your food and meals is incredibly important. And that's not to say that I don't want you to not, you know, eat out of stress or anything like that. Cause that's not rational. That's not realistic rather. Instead, just being able to notice and name your emotions and what you're feeling in, in, in the moment is so empowering and can really help take away the power from those emotions and help you realize, you know, other things that you can do. So eating, eating is fantastic as a stress relief. All right. It's very easy. Most of us have food, access to food, you know, thank goodness, very grateful for that. So food as a, as an antidote to, uh, to stress is a good thing. You know, it's a very easy thing. However, the catch is we just don't want eating to be your only response to, to, to your stressor. Okay. We want you to have other skills that you can lean on, uh, like going for a walk, maybe journaling, maybe talking about things with your best friend or partner or yourself whatever it is. Okay. There are definitely other things to have in your toolbox. The thing is we just don't want eating to be the only tool in your toolbox. Okay. But first things first, be mindful, be present in the moment, especially when you are sitting down to eat. All right. Second thing, choose your non-negotiables each day. And I've talked about some non-negotiables as well. I can link that in the show notes, um, as well as the other episodes I've talked about. But basically, when you're on vacation, you don't want to think about the 10 things that you might do every day that are in alignment with your goals. All right. Hopefully it's not exactly that many, but you know, usually there's a good five to eight skills that healthy individuals implement according to research on a daily basis or on a regular basis. Instead, you want to just think about two to three non-negotiables for your day. Maybe that means you're not going to have more than three alcoholic beverages, you know, uh, I don't know this is going to look different than for everyone. Okay. Uh, mine, for example, while I'm vacationing is I always start off with a big glass of water every morning 
because hydration is usually, and I'm a master hydration person, right? I hydrate like a master. However, when I'm on vacation, even if I have my water bottle around, sometimes my my hydration just falls off the radar, right? Because uh, sometimes it's hard to find a place to refill the station. It just depends on where you're staying and all this other stuff. So my big thing is, okay, every morning I'm going to start off with a big glass of water. I'm also going to try to go for a walk, which I'll talk about in a minute as another tip. I'll just try to move because usually when I'm on vacation, Milo the dog is not with us. So I don't have this extra thing that I have to walk (laughs) that's motivating me to walk a couple times a day, right? So usually it's some sort of movement every day, start the day off with a glass of water and then um, have a protein at every meal. That's generally one of my non-negotiables regardless of whether I'm on vacation or not. It's just having a protein at every meal because it makes me crave less things. It satisfies me. It fills me up. It also helps me kind of get a flavor for the local cuisine a little bit because generally speaking, the local cuisine is going to vary in terms of how they prep a protein and what type of proteins do they usually use and things like that. So it's kind of an exciting way to explore the local culture and things like that. Um, but yeah, those are just examples. You can steal them if you want to, if they really resonate with you, great. But the the main goal here is to choose two to three non-negotiables that are simple and very attainable things for you to do. They should not be difficult because you're on vacation. Why would you make your, your non-negotiables difficult for you? Hell no. Make them simple AF. In fact, they have to sound pretty, like almost too simple. All right, because again, you're on vacation. Like, why are you going to try to stress yourself out while you're on vacation? Don't do that. All right, so choose a couple non-negotiables. That's going to really help you feel like you're still in alignment with some goals for your for, for your vacation each day. Okay. The third thing, choose your indulgences. All right. If it makes you happy, then then have it. No guilt. Kind of like I had my little birthday, you know, dessert. It was amazing. It was very good layers of flavor. It was phenomenal. And, you know, that's what I wanted. I also had some wine and I'm not a real big drinker. I don't drink very often. Um, You know, I'll have maybe on average one drink a week. And, you know, that's kind of my average throughout the year. So there's many weeks I'll go without having one single drink. But that, again, that's just what works for me. All right. I've found that as I've gotten past 40, I don't, I just don't sleep very well <laughs> after I've had some alcohol, unfortunately. So if I do drink, it's usually going to be during the day. But sometimes during vacation, I will have like a glass or two of wine at dinner. So those are the indulgences that I'm choosing, okay? And they make me happy. It might make my sleep a little shitty for a few days, but that's okay. Because to me, that sacrifice is worth enjoying some really good wine, especially if if we are actively traveling to wineries and things like that. Because I am definitely like, uh, I love wine. I just, I love the taste. I love the, the fragrance, not all wines, of course, but you know, I have an affinity for wine ever since I was introduced to it, um, in my early twenties. So choose your indulgence. Think about things that really do bring you joy and that you would love to have. You know, when we visited Hawaii several years ago, we had a lot of the local desserts and local sweets that they enjoy. And, you know, Hawaiians make some really awesome coffee. So enjoying some of their local coffees with their local additives and things like that, that I normally wouldn't have at home. That's just something I enjoy. And that's something I enjoy, especially when I travel internationally. You know, anytime I've gone overseas, that is certainly something that, um, that I will always incorporate. And again, no guilt. You know, if you are experiencing guilt, of course, that is something you can explore with a mental health therapist and things like that. If you feel like noticing and naming and all of those skills that I've mentioned earlier, 
uh, link in the show notes, you know, if those aren't really resonating with you or you're practicing them and it's just not working for you, sometimes, sometimes you just need a little extra help. And that might be out of my scope of practice, you know, in terms of how deep you want to go. Um, but yeah, choose your indulgences. If it makes you happy, go for it. Okay. But again, when you're doing that, be mindful of, of you having it and consuming it. All right. And then number four, try to move every day, you know, walk a little bit more, be active. For me, I love museums. My partner doesn't, but that's okay. Um, you know, I love going to art museums and things like that. Of course, that's a ton of walking and I don't even think about it, honestly, but just thinking about it now, there is a lot of walking involved with that, but also just walking around the streets. If you are visiting someplace where you're able to do that, great. You know, just getting some more activity in, you know, if you're going to the beach, going to the mountains, go for a hike, go for don't think of it as a workout. Just think of it as a means to you exploring the area while you're on vacation. Okay. Also equally important. If you just want to sit your ass down at the beach on a towel and sip a martini or my tie or, you know, a bottle of water, if you're sober, whatever, great, do it. Like you don't have to move. I'm only suggesting some sort of movement every day and it doesn't even have to be a workout. I'm only suggesting that so that way you can stay regular. <laughs> you can stay regular in terms of your bowel movements. And, you know, um, you can also just feel better too. You know, a lot of research has shown that right around 5,000 steps a day is the minimum for you to just not feel sad and not feel kind of like uh, languishing or depressed. Um, so it's very important to get some sort of movement in every day. Plus it's also nice if you are somewhere where the sun is out, you know, getting some sun on your skin, that can be very beneficial as well, just to reset your circadian rhythm a little bit while you're traveling. So try to wake up with the sun and go to bed with the sun if you can, just to help reset your circadian rhythm if you did travel internationally. So that is a nice little tip and trick that I like to incorporate just because it helps me with any time zone changes and things like that. But also it keeps you regular. So, you know, pooping, pooping is going to make you really happy and it's going to make you feel really good. And you're going to have a great day on vacation after you've pooped. <laughs> so there you go. And plus it'll make you just feel less sad. All right. Fifth and final tip. Hey, you know, I had to bring up poop, you know, like oh, what is up with my peas? My peas being poop. Sorry about that. Um, but my, my fifth and final tip is don't succumb to the post vocation, vocation, post vacation slump. All right, let me try that again. Don't succumb to the post vacation slump. I was trying so hard not to like put an emphasis on my pee just now in that statement, post vacation slump. So what I mean by this is, you know, when you come back from vacation, you know how it is. You're high from vacation. You're feeling really good. You're feeling jazzed. You're recovered, rested. Maybe you're not looking forward to coming back to work. Instead, I want you to really think about your fond memories of your vacation. Write them down. Maybe if you're journaling, if you're into journaling and writing things down, write them down so you can remember some of your top highs from vacation. You know, think of at least like five to 10. It would be great. Reflect on your highs of vacation and, and, and just think back on those fond memories as you're going into your Monday or whatever your first day is back in work. Okay. Another thing is don't weigh yourself. Don't, don't. If you're in the habit of weighing yourself because maybe you are on a weight loss journey or a fat loss journey, great. You know, I know we're all on different journeys and we have different goals and they don't necessarily have to rotate around or evolve around weight loss. That's totally fair. But just keep in mind, there are some individuals who do have those as their goals. So I want to speak to you directly. All right. 
please don't weigh yourself after you get back from vacation. Give yourself at least a week or two, like however long you were gone, give yourself that long to kind of weigh yourself again. All right. If you're, and this is if the scale is going to give you a, a mind, you know, a mental headspace that you don't want to be in. So if the, if the weight scale is going to do that for you, don't weigh yourself. All right. If it's not going to do that for you, great. You can weigh yourself. It's not a big deal. I just don't really recommend it, especially if you did enjoy alcohol and maybe did hydrate a little less and maybe ate differently than you normally do, which all of us usually do on vacation, then it's just not going to be a good time for you to actually, you know, weigh yourself and, and have that in your, in your mind. All right. So I just don't want it to be in the back of your mind. Like, oh man, I went on vacation. I gained like five pounds. Like what good is that going to do for you? Really? It's just going to torment you. And it's going to make you spin out. And I don't want you to do that. All right. So don't weigh yourself. And then lastly, with this last point of, of succumbing, don't not succumbing to post vacation. Ah, I did it again. Not succumbing to the post vacation slump. Get back to your routine. So whatever your routine was, generally speaking, that you loved having before you went on vacation, just try day by day getting back to that routine, starting with your morning, however you like your morning, getting back into your sleep routine, having some meals prepped. I'm notorious for actually having uh, groceries delivered or having groceries ordered for me to pick up really easily. That way, once I get back from vacation, I can either head right from the airport, pick up my groceries, or I can have them delivered, you know, the next day after, after vacation, especially if you're worried about things being late or sitting out or your flight being delayed if you're flying or there being an accident or something. If you're all worried about that and then the food spoiling, then great. Just have it ready for you for the next day. You know, whatever's easiest for you or order the food after you get back and after you definitely get home so that way you know you're actually home. But you know, that is one way you can kind of get back on routine. That way you can actually have some food that's ready for you to prep and and stuff like that and, and kind of get into a little bit more of the routine once you get back home. All right. So again, anything that can help you, you know, get back into that routine more easily is going to be super key. So this is going to look different for everyone, but those are some ideas for you. Okay. So again, how vacation can align with your goals. Of course, think about your goals. You know, that's kind of the obvious and think about some things that you do now when you're not on vacation that align with those goals. And then think about how you can kind of implement that into your vacation. So first things first, be mindful and as present as you possibly can, especially with your meals. Uh, Choose your non-negotiables. So two to three non-negotiables every day that you do want to maintain that are in alignment with your goals while you're on vacation. The third thing is to choose your indulgences. All right. Choose some things that that bring you joy, bring you happiness. They, They need to spark joy. All right. And then fourth thing, Try to make, try to move every day, you know, walk a little bit more, just be active again, just to keep you regular, keep you feeling good and keep you uh, feeling a little less sad. All right. And then fifth and final, don't succumb to the post vacation slump. All right. Don't weigh yourself, get back into a routine and then think back on all of those fond memories you just had. All right. All right. That's all I have for you today, fam. I hope you've got you've gotten some like nuggets from today's episode. If you have something that works really well for you on vacation and keeping your vacation in alignment with your goals, I would love to hear from you. Drop me an email. There's links in the, in the show notes. You can also drop me a little message on Instagram at shift human performance. I hope you have a beautiful day and I'm going to catch you next week. All right. Bye.